Welcome to the Tales on Tap podcast, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast with new episodes each week. Sit back and relax as we take you on an exciting journey to a mysterious realm of floating islands high above the clouds. Episode 4, Part 1 of Erelon, A Destined Journey, is about to begin. Dear Silver Tree, I'm sorry we haven't talked for a while. Things haven't really gone to plan, but no need to worry. I'm fine. A lot has happened, and although I would love to tell you all about it, I think I'll keep it short this time as we're in a bit of a time crunch. Here's the short of it. When I arrived to the city, I managed to get myself arrested for crimes I'm pretty sure I didn't commit. I got stripped of all my belongings and thrown into jail for about four days. They even took Grandpa's ring, but please don't tell him, because I'm planning on getting it back. On the fifth day, I got bunched together with another group of people, and on our way to our sentencing, our caravan got attacked, and we were eventually freed by these mysterious figures with hoods. After fighting off some guards and fleeing the scene, we decided to hide in the Undercity for a while. And after some introductions and a period of general suspicion around each other, we realized that maybe we'd been set up. We spent the night at a place called Tanner's Mark, a tavern owned by this burly guy called Tanner, who promised to send word to the upper city to see if there's a way for us to clear our names. But in the meantime, we had to keep our heads down. It didn't take long, until we got into more trouble though. As a bunch of fluxed up regulars started to go on a rampage in the tavern. We did our best to help and although it didn't come to the best conclusion maybe, we eventually ended the fight. Had I known there would be so much death, I don't know if I would have left home in the first place. Anyway, there, there are some good news as well. I made some new friends. Uh, Kyria, Virgil, Liana, and Eddie. They are the ones who were together with me in the caravan. Since we are all wanted criminals now, we decided to have what Kyria called a story time, basically laying all cards on the table, and after we did so, I can safely say I was relieved. I honestly didn't know what they would think of me after hearing about what I'd done. But... They were the ones who told me that it wasn't my fault. Now, with the little funds that we've managed to get our hands on, we've stocked up on some items and Tanner has finally gotten back to us with a lead, a contact in the upper city that we're planning on meeting tonight. I guess the main thing you should take away is I'm safe and among friends, and I haven't steered away from my mission. I will find them. Send all my love to Grandpa, Bella, Otis, Marvin and the Marvs, and all the other friends back at home. I guess there is nowhere else to go but up now. Very good. Nice, nice, nice. So... We find our group of adventurers in the upper floor 
of the Tanner's Mark, a day spent in the UC of Windmere or the Undercity, where the group of adventurers set out to try and find as many supplies as they could to arm themselves against what may come. Though not without maybe stirring some alarm within themselves as they found some posters that had been put up across the UC with their names and with sorry with their faces branded upon them wanted criminals everywhere rewards offered for the return of these convicts will they succeed in getting to the high city to Tanner's contact or will they fail let's find out <laughs> hey you didn't say anything about rewards on the posters what can I get for these guys <laughs> <laughs> you guys find yourselves in the room the secured room in the upper floor of the Tanner's Mark uh, Tanner came in a little while ago and advised that he has heard word from his contact in the high city though reluctant to tell you who that is but has told you that they'll set out in the cover of darkness, which strikes you odd considering that the UC is often in the cover of darkness, but <laughs> he must mean in the evening in the high city. Makes you have sense. a couple of hours to yourselves, but Tanner leaves the room and leaves you to your devices for now. <clears throat> While uh, we're gone, Pumithes, I was just going to say that Pumithes, uh, at this point, sitting in the top bunk, uh, and it looks like he's praying, but uh, he seems to be muttering almost to himself. But it doesn't seem to be like a, a godly prayer in the same way as most clerics would do. It's more of a, it's almost like he's having a conversation with himself. Okay. Um, during this time that we're sort of waiting to head out, um, can I spend a little time just further inspecting the flux inhaler? Sure. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, make me an investigation check, please, and sure. give me an idea. You, what is it you're trying to look at? Is it like the chemical compound in, inside? Yeah, is it any, the... any any residues left over? If there's any sort of sulfurous scents that I recognise, um, and I'm also just sort of racking my brain and and any sort of notes I've taken to for myself of the various factions to see if I can determine anything more about this symbol of a cobra wrapped around a skull. Okay, no problem. Roll me an investigation, please. And with that, a history as well, if you're trying to rack your brain on that as well. Okay, so the investigation wasn't great. Um, nine. Okay. Uh, but the history was... Is that 13? Yeah. 13 plus two, five. 15. Sorry. So nine, <laughs> yeah, I was nine like, how did you manage to get there? <laughs> nine investigation... 15 history okay um so you start looking over this inhaler or inhalator um and you you see that though it is crude in fashion it has been crafted remarkably well um it doesn't look like it looks very much like factory uh pro like process like there's no like real like 
shit craftsmanship on the rivets and things. Yeah, so like it doesn't it's... look like something someone's bashed together. It's no, like no. something that's it look... produced. Exactly, right? yeah. Um, it looks like from the actual substance that's in it and how big the vial is and stuff, it looks like it's a multi-use uh, system, so it's not just like a one-shot and done. Um, you kind of spend a little bit of time trying not to get your nose too close to the thing, but trying to give it a bit of a smell. And it has sort of this like acetone hint mm. to it, like really kind of like a really sharp, acidic uh, smell. And like I say, more like an acetone uh, that when you do get a smell of it, like your eyes water a little bit, you're like bloody, like it, it hits you immediately. Um, the liquid inside is this kind of silvery purplish like there's literally like droplets in the bottom but like you're kind of holding it up to the light to kind of get the hue of it and it it's, gives you a like I say there's like a silvery purpley hue to the to the liquid inside um, but that's kind of all you get from that um, it, you can't really pick up much more chemical compound from that investigation um, in terms of actually racking your brain it <sighs> It's weird because there's a lot of like gang cultures and like gangs that you've kind of come across that have t uh, snake tattoos of like cobras yeah. and stuff, but nothing th that you can see is representative of the mark you see on the underside of the of the inhaler. It doesn't really strike you as recognizable in that sense, but you know that people that tend to use cobras as part of their insignia don't tend to be the most yeah you know up you That's know the reason. of the nicer class of folk Doug hides his cobra tattoo <laughs> <laughs> no he hasn't got it um, and then the only other thing I'd like to do is the pouch that I have that has uh, three shards of glass in it mm -hmm. I would like to take out my hammer yep and smash up the bits of glass inside the pouch until okay. I have a small bag of very fine glass shards yeah, um, okay. Uh, just make me a general dexterity check just to see, because obviously, otherwise, smashing glass with hammer incoherently, you're going <laughs> to get very, like, glass It's very dust. careful, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's see how careful. <laughs> very careful. Um, 21. 21, yeah. I mean, you're you're very um, using the hammer you got. I mean, the hammer isn't typically the one you would use. You kind of use a bit more of a ballpoint hammer for this sort of work, but you kind of. You're yeah, pretty oh, you're skilled angling in. the hammer. Is it one of those hammers with the two flat sides? So you have to angle it on a weird angle to sort of get the. So, <laughs> but it's very lightly. Very yeah, lightly. but it's Lock it's more card, yeah, it's yeah. more like <laughs> meticulous with it, where you kind of like open the pouch, check the shape, like the shards, pull some of the larger ones to one side, knock them until you get a consistency that you're happy with with the shards. I, I know I'm not there, DM, but uh, just for my own visual image, because I've seen the inhalator before. Uh, so what, when you're talking about powder, is it like a mask and then the bottle is sort yeah, of exactly. like separate so, underneath? So you yeah, can exactly. detach it. Okay. Um, not okay. detachable. Well, you, oh, not detachable. Not that, well, mind you, not that you wouldn't know, but it isn't. Well, you haven't tried no, to no. detach it or whatever. But, but it's, it's, it's not like... Uh, uh, it's not like a, a, an inhaler, an asthma inhaler. It's more no, exactly. It's more so like the a mask, kind of mask, exactly. Kind of so the mask goes over the bridge of the nose, over the mouth, and then the tube kind of attaches to that bit. And it like the tube's only, I don't know, three-ish inches 
in like in size, like they're not huge bottles, um, right, yeah. and it's kind of attached to this um, kind of a square device that's on the actual mouthpiece. Mm. Um, that kind of as you press the inhalator up, it then releases in a gaseous form into the mass. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. And just Diana's because been, I'm Swedish, um, what's the what's the difference between an inhalator and an inhaler? Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Spell- a couple of letters. A couple yeah. of letters. Yep. <laughs> Spelling. Um, so Liana's been watching uh, Dag intently um, inspect the inhalator, um, just making sure she sees no sign of purple cracks or, I mean, she's like just on edge with him being so close to it, especially if he starts sniffing it in any way he said he was. And, um, yeah, she's like dagger eyes just watching you. Okay. Okay. No problem, Virgil. Is there anything you want to be doing during this couple of hours that you've got to wait? So, sort of after Tanner has sort of given us the information and said it back in a bit, sort of Virgil sort of takes a seat, sort of not perpendicular, but sort of to the side of Ed E, as he, I don't know why I said that, so I don't know why I put in this space between there on Ed, losing it, Eddie. Um, sort of watching him just go about sort of this, the smashing of the glass and stuff, he takes out a, like a sheet of the paper and sort of summons Quill back out and just starts just gently sort of drawing sort of geometric shapes on a, on a page and then one, once it's done, it sort of, the, the, the Quill flicks over it and then it's blank and he starts to redraw them and as he sort of watches you inspect the mask and sort of notices Liana not particularly happy with it. Well, we've only got maybe a few hours. I don't really know what the time is here, but if we're going to do this tonight, we need to all be on the same page, I feel. So what... Eddie, you're better at this thing potentially than any of us. What, What do we do? How do we get into this? I mean, it entirely depends who we're dealing with. And do we need a code like word or something? Timothy pops his head up from the top bunk. Do we need a code word or something if, if, if things go wrong? Like, I don't know, banana? Pineapple? Oops. Something like that? Word. Banana? Well, it's something that doesn't come up in conversation usually. I think if things go wrong, we'll probably know about it before anyone can say banana. <laughs> I am potentially. I'm not so but, sure about me personally. But, uh, to your point, I, mean, I trust you. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Uh, this all, it feels. I mean, while Tanner has gained a modicum of trust in my eyes, this whole situation, start to finish, feels a bit off. Something's not right. Like most of us have said, it seems a lot of us were either set up or questionably convicted, let's say. And for all of us now to have those circumstances, to now all be together, to be taken to someone in the upper city. I mean, people up there are powerful, wealthy. 
movers and shakers. It's not beyond the possibility that whoever we're being taken to is the one who set all this up in the first place. Just, I would advise skepticism as what as to whatever whoever we're being taken to says. I mean, yes, I. I wouldn't give away too much, but it seems like the only opportunity we're going to have to at least get back on our feet in a expeditious um, amount of time. That was one of the points I wanted to bring up, but you don't. You make a lot of sense. I do have a odd feeling that our incarceration has made it potentially easy for someone to have people to do a job when they have very little in the way of prospects. We're all bound for either a lifetime of incarceration for very small reasons or death for even smaller ones. Exactly. We're coming from a weak negotiating position, whatever these people want us to do. But whether they want us to do anything anyway. Well, they must do. I mean, we can't be... I don't believe anyone out of the goodness of their heart is going to free us five for whatever we've done individually. The upper, city is, the upper city isn't where I'd go looking for generosity either. No, I don't share your potentially correct cynicism, but I understand where it comes from. But Has, has any of you been in the upper city before? Here he just kind of goes, um, maybe? I, mean, I don't know. Right. Uh, so many questions for a person that's not here. <laughs> Have I ever um, visited any households? Um, you will have done, actually, yes. But you wouldn't, you you have no. been, in, you've not been in the, the you've been in the upper city, yeah. but you've not been in and around it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've I mean, taken a couple of, go on, sorry. As part of my work, I've been in a couple of the households, but... I can't say I was privy to any conversation. Well, I've taken a couple of very brief trips into the upper city, the most recent of which resulted my, in my incarceration, but there's not really much to say. I mean, well, there is a lot to say, but I mean, I'm not going to sit here and talk your ear off about the politics of it all, but let's just say when you go from the UC to the upper city, you'll realise that for all its benefits and all its civilization, Windmere epitomises the term shit rolls downhill. They have fucking <laughs> fountains of wine. They have golden lampposts lit with magic, wide open streets, don't understand it but it's a, it's a stark contrast put it that way and when you go from that to a place like this you can just see the sort of imbalance of things it's it's not somewhere I particularly want to spend time unless I'm working well that brings us up to the second point I suppose work is what we're going to be taking that for as people have said before nothing in this world is for free for whatever reason. So are we all 
on the same page when it comes to this, that we are working our way back into non-notoriety, as it were. I mean, we kind of have to, right? It's not well, like this is my, this is my like point. Eddie said, we're not really in a negotiating position. No, we still have a choice. Saying, sorry, but we still have a choice. That I want to be off people's radar and not have my face plastered around as soon as possible. But there are things I won't do. There are principles that I hold higher than my own notoriety and well-being and I won't be violating them for anyone well you better tell them, tell them tell us them now before we get there and because quite frankly I have quite obviously a different set of goals to you we all probably do circumstance brought us together but what our actual intentions are yet to be seen so what is what are these principles Eddie what won't you do what won't I do? Well, I mean, I could talk to you about my ideology for hours and hours and hours, and it would probably take that amount of time to get through everything as well, but I'll do it this way. <laughs> People in positions of power don't get there by merit most of the time. They get there by exploitation. And if these people want us to... I mean, I said earlier this whole flux epidemic doesn't feel like a a normal drug trade to me it feels like it has a purpose and if what they want us to do is in furtherance of that purpose then I'd rather fight my way out and leave but I obviously won't do that and endanger all the rest of you just I have principles I have beliefs if they don't cross those, you won't have to worry about it. And I'm not expecting any of you to take the same side as me if it is something that I would object to. You still deserve your freedom. You're welcome to go about earning it however you wish. So while I agree we should all be on the same page as to what we're going into, I won't expect you to agree to anything that I wouldn't and vice versa. I actually agree with Dag here um, there are things that I won't do um, but hopefully they won't come up okay. uh, I can say for one that uh, and I know this is going to sound strange especially after what I just told you but um I'm not killing anyone. I'm, I'm sort of a pacifist. You say you were 17. Yeah. What's a pacifist? Pa- 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 pacifist, sweetheart. It, uh, it means he doesn't like to fight. I was 17 when I killed my first man. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I killed three when I was 17, so I guess I beat you to it. Well, the cows killed three. You just helped. Helped. Helped them storm down three people. Yeah, I'm aware. Well, listen, like I said, 
you have principles that you live by I have principles I live by no one's expecting you to do anything that disagrees with your moral compass but I promise if, I'll help in any way I can I, I don't want any of you to get hurt so anything that I can do to help you uh, and help us I'll, I'll do that I, I just want I, I want kill that's 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 basically my one rule obviously I don't want the flux thing to happen either because that, that shit was scary sorry bad word again Kyria just Kyria just kind of pipes up from the corner and goes I, I just don't want to die that's my only limit really good to know sometimes that's the choice well if you do die die. though I promise we'll exhume your corpse and (gasps) decorate your bones I would prefer them carved but that's okay that's you you wouldn't know and you see that Kyria's currently like carving (laughs) and whittling away a piece of wood sat in the corner like shavings going everywhere like there's no rhyme (laughs) or reason to the whittle either just like just but you do see that they are taking on board the very like slow methodical approach that you wish that you showed them um dag but at the same time looking at the piece of wood that they're carving into doesn't really give you a sense of what they're actually carving at the moment i I sort of look confused at them for a second and then scan my eyes around the room and see a chair that mysteriously only has three legs and roll my eyes (laughs) 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 Um, well yeah let's let's find out what we're going into without any knowledge of what is expected of us there's not really much we can divine from the coming hours look all I want to make abundantly clear is that going into this even if we don't agree actually on what is asked of us or done we agree to it anyway then go our own way once we have gotten out I don't want to make bad decisions in front of people who could have us murdered in seconds quite frankly I do have things I need to do so can we at least all agree that we will accept what is asked of us and then go about it in our own way if we disagree with it fundamentally that's uh, like none. come on Eddie work with me here please this is you don't want to I die mean, in the it's... high city I don't want to die in the high city we all have things we would rather be doing but if push comes to shove Agreeing for the sake of preservation of our lives to then do what we need to do afterwards in our own way seems like a more sensible option as opposed to just dismissing the person who may work, may be able to get us out of this. I've never been accused of being a sensible man, but I'll do my best. That's that's all I ask. (laughs) Eddie, dear. That would be a strange accusation, though. Like, obviously... One would think that being a sensible man would be a compliment, not an accusation. Depends. Sometimes sensibility is a uh, a limiter. Sometimes you need to be a little bit reckless. <laughs> Potentially. Interesting. So, a couple of hours passes. You guys, in the heat of this conversation, a little bit more back and forth about the moral ambiguity of what is about to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you 
past the last couple of hours, is there anything anybody wants to do specifically before you leave to meet Tanner downstairs in preparation for what's to come? Nope. Um, no, I think I'm good. I think all I will do is press to digitate everyone lovely and clean before we go around. So sort of assuming time is ticking down, you're just going to sort of walk around everyone, summon the sort of bubble-like sponge, and it's just... Like, cleans you all up, gets rid of all the guck and monk and just horrible stuff, and you look mildly presentable now. Fantastic. Some time passes. Um, you gather your belongings from the room, tidy it up a little bit, make sure that everything is as it should be. Sign the guest book. <laughs> Lovely stay. <laughs> as it should be. Steal the, steal the shampoo bowls. <laughs> like, and the towels. Candle, <laughs> candles out the sconces. <laughs> Couple of light bulbs. <laughs> The salt. It's <laughs> what the tavern owes us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you make your way downstairs. You see that Tanner has shut the bar early, or on time. You don't know. Um, <laughs> and is currently stood with their back against the bar, just kind of tapping their foot. And as you kind of like all walked out, like down the stairs and into the room, was ah, you're here. I uh. I assume you're ready. Will we be expected to disarm? Uh, I don't know. It, maybe. It's probably likely the person that we're going to go and see is one of good repute within the high city. And So this is a well-known individual then? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, really quite well-known. Uh, holds a lot of sway in a lot of places. Uh, in, in that case, I do have a question. You don't happen to have a bag of sand uh, at all? A hundred grand? You, you want a grand? <laughs> a thousand gold? Um, I, I don't... Chris is from London. Um, I don't think so. No, why? Well, if they want us to disarm and things go sideways sand is always useful how I don't um, don't worry about it um sorry no I I don't um look this person that we're gonna meet they're they're an old friend I promise you no harm is gonna come to you but once I make the introductions then really it's over to you they have said they might be able to help, but we haven't gone into great detail about how or what that looks like just yet. How much do they know of our situation? Uh, they they know that the people I'm bringing are in a position of need of help and that they might be the only people that can help you. Now, as I said earlier, that there will be some form of exchange that is needed. They are probably going to want something from you. Whether they want you to do something, get them something, whatever. But in exchange, like I say, they hold quite a lot of influence. They are quite well known, hold a lot of sway. If there's anybody that can help, it's going to be this person, all right? 
Yes. No. Let's just go. I'm not going to put you in a position where you're going to get taken advantage of or look, we can go make the introductions. You can say your pieces. If you don't like it, then we just fine. You go your own way. I have at least made the introduction. My my end of this bargain has been upheld. Because that's all I promise you is an introduction. What happens next is is on you. Is that clear? Like once we get there and then my debt is paid. But we can still stay in your room, right? Yeah, for some coin. You can pay your way, yeah. But until then, like I said to you earlier, nothing's free. Okay. All right. Um, Look, um, we are going to be traveling through the Undercity. We should be all right, but when we breach the surface, you're going to have to do everything I say. It might not sit well with some of you, but you're going to have to trust me. I just do what I tell you. All right? Yes. Yes. Your lead. All right. You need anything before we go? Some bare clothes, but I think we established that yours probably wouldn't fit me. That they won't. All right, well, let's go. And he leads you out of the tavern through the back door into the slums as he bolts and locks the door behind, puts the key on the inner breast pocket of his jacket and buttons his jacket up and... The guy is huge and is put on this kind of this big like overcoat with a high collar on it and kind of put this um, like a flat cap on that kind of pulls down towards the bridge of his nose, kind of quite, you know, kind of keeping himself (laughs) as least recognizable as he possibly can. What strikes Doing you on the famous is, celebrity <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like just collar cap up, on and walk. cap on, and it's just like. But he's a big guy. He would stand out anywhere, right? Like, he's a, he's a big kind of bloke. So he isn't. You know, you pick him out in a crowd. Every camera would disagree with you. What <laughs> kind of strikes you as weird at this point is that um, he doesn't lead you in the direction that you imagine he would. Like, he doesn't lead you towards the lift that leads up from the Undercity to the lower city, and he doesn't lead you back to where, uh, towards where you guys came in either. Mm-hmm. He instead starts walking north, like, towards the north of the UC. And keeps you towards the back streets. Is there anything anybody wants to do while you guys are traveling through the UC with him? Um, I'm obviously keeping a lookout as... Per usual. Okay. If uh, I notice that we're going a different way to not the lift or... No, she wouldn't even know the lift. To the way that she came in. Mm-hmm. Um, she would say to Dag, um, are, there, are there lots of ways to get down here? Or up there, depending on which way you're travelling? Apparently so. But up until... And what do you know? Up until the other day, the lift was the only one I knew of. Right. So this is new to me, but 
could be useful information. Uh, Pim, make me a perception check, please. Virgil, are you going to be doing anything? Uh, what's Pim? Oh, yeah. Um, while we're so we're walking north, right? Is that taking us towards sort of? Well, I'm not that I wouldn't know, but the dock area. Oh, uh, you wouldn't know. No, okay. As as we as we walk, can I get any glimpse of sky, open air to try and gauge a sort of time of day, sort of anything <clears throat> like that? Can I see a setting sun, sort of? I'm in that respect. Not in the UC, no. I'm not going to allow you to roll because the UC is very much an enclosed space that has no. There is no oh. sunlight, no area of which of the UC that breaches the surface. Right. Okay. So this oh, is very much, clear. very much like a self-contained unit of land under the city that has been bored out, dug out, and people have made home. Yeah. 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 Uh, then, no, just keeping close to Tanner. Just, yeah, making sure I'm not making too much of a jangle. Okay. Uh, okay, make me a stealth <laughs> check then, please, Virgil. Um, Edivir, is there anything that you'd like to do during this time? Um, just keeping an eye out for suits. Okay, perception check from you then, please. Uh, Pim, what did you roll? 18. 18. I rolled really poorly. Okay. Uh, mine was a 13. 13. Virgil? Nine. Nine. Okay. Nine. Um, so, him and Eddie, you guys are kind of like looking out and you don't really see any suits, especially like no members of the SBC. And you see that like Tanner is walking at quite a pace. Like he's not like being cautious. He's walking with purpose through the through the alleyways that he is kind of taking you on um but you both notice with that perception check that anybody that does notice you guys walking through and spots kind of like tanner walking with purpose with you guys just kind of like averts their eyes or like turns the other way and walks off away from you um doesn't really pay you much mind um virgil you don't jingle as much as you think you might jingle um <laughs> And as you guys get towards the most northern points of the Undercity, um, you see that for the first time, uh, for most of you, um, Dag, you probably will have seen this before, you see on the most northern point, you see that there is from floor to ceiling, there is um, like a huge wall that is man-made, purpose-built of... Um, like real thick sheet metal that stops any sight through. There's no like bars through it. Um, it is just sheet metal, like steel, um, you know, mm -hmm. sheets that are put yeah. to create this wall. You hear, especially you, Pim, and uh, Edivir, as you are walking through the that. Uh, dragging of huge chains along the floor that you heard previously, but it's a lot more clearer at this point. Instead of walking directly to the northern wall, though, as you're getting closer, around 200 yards or so from it, um, Tanner kind of veers off north-northwest towards the, the kind of uh, cornermost point of that northern wall to... A huge kind of duct in the wall that seems completely sealed to the naked eye. 
and as you get there, he goes, right, um, so I hope you're all uh, full of energy. This is going to be a bit of a climb, um, but it's going to be fine. Nothing in here that'll hurt you apart from the fall. So just don't, uh, don't let go. And he literally bays, like puts his heart, arm through this image of this vent. And the vent is 15 feet by 15 feet. It's huge, mm -hmm. right? And he puts his arm through and just kind of... And like lifts himself through this image and as soon as he passes through the image kind of shimmers a little bit but then whoop, back to just being a full grate and we can't yeah. see him beyond the grate no? you cannot he vanishes Ooh, this is the second so time that we've seen an illusion so much illusion magic for the undercity like it um pim do you want uh, yeah do you want to go on my back i'm good at climbing that would be very helpful. Thank you. I don't, I honestly don't think I could even touch wall to wall here, so. No problem. And I do help him up onto my back okay. as I follow through the illusion. Okay, you lift yourself up through the grate and as you kind of do, you see a very dimly lit uh, kind of in, inner workings of this pipe that kind of like steps forward maybe five ten feet but then literally it is a straight tube directly up and you see um tanner inside kind of waiting and he goes well you ready let's go where are you guys coming yeah edivir jumps i'm here as well. <laughs> <laughs> virgil with a, with a little less grace than edivir probably sort of like clambers up and sort of rolls himself in okay and you see that um, there is a makeshift ladder of kind of bent um, wrought iron bars that have been welded into the pipe that is essentially the, your ability to climb. Um, Tana just goes, right, well, uh, follow me. It's, it's a bit of a climb. We've got a hundred or so feet. So, like I said, don't let go. Dear God. And don't don't fall on top of us if you're going first. You're a uh, big guy. That, yeah, that's true. Um, follow me. And he just begins to start climbing. I'm and gonna roll his athletics check, which yep, he's fine. Tidance. Ed Edivir, Edivir, like as as the um, Pim, Liana and, and Tana sort of climb up, he just sort of walks past Virgil and just says, Yeah, if you slip, make sure you kick off the wall. <laughs> Do you mean slip, Leah, Leah, darling? Do, do, would you mind going last, just in case I do fall? You can catch me. Oh, I'm already, I'm already following. Oh, she's Kiria just kind of like, just kind of like walks up and goes, "Well, this will be fun," <laughs> and just immediately starts climbing. Um, but you see that that's cocked. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of as I was expecting. You see that Kiria's like hoofed feet oh, sometimes just like she has to like really concentrate on like where she's putting them on on the on the steps as she's climbing up so they don't climb up quite as as nimbly as liana it's just like woof, woof. she's quite delicately uh climbing up but with that role successfully uh, i need a athletics check from liana and virgil please Pim. Four for you liana 
Pim, you're okay. Uh, but I will have um, an athletics check from you, Pim, to see how well you hold on to Liana. Mm, okay. Not getting away with it that easy. <laughs> well, I'm glad you used your guidance on Liana and not yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Liana? 27. 27, Ooh, fine. Jesus. You're dragging the pipe That's... down, you're not climbing it. You're just <laughs> folding it up. Yeah. <laughs> Ending time and space. <laughs> just... uh, okay, Edibir? Uh, 11. 11, okay. Virgil? Oh, 13. 13, and Pim, please. That's a 10 total. <laughs> well, 10 was the DC that you all had to meet, so... Oh, thank fuck. That's absolutely fine. You all successfully managed to start climbing up this pipe. Just see Pim holding onto the main. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is a hard climb. Um, it is 100 plus feet of climbing up a ladder. And for those of you that have done the ladders in a gym after the first, like, 25 mm-hmm. to 30, 40 feet, you kind of go, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> um, can, I, can I ask, judging, mm. obviously, because we we entered the pipe in the northern part of the Undercity, and it's yep. quite a long pipe, can I, can I determine from that which part of Windmere we're going to be um, out at? It's hard are to be going, Are we going to be popping out like directly into the opposite? City, I or? know. You would, so you, because of how long you've been here, you know the, the general layout of the UC and the footprint of where the UC is. From the time you spent on the upper city, you know that it would, it doesn't even make up the same amount of space as the middle and lower city combined. Yeah. And the lift to the UC is under the, lo- the, the lower city or, or in the lower city. Um, so you know full well that even if you were on the very far end of the UC going up, you probably you probably wouldn't be coming up in the high sea. Gotcha. So it is a climb, but after a say fifteen minutes or so, not going to take you that long to climb a hundred feet. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing that ladder in Metal Gear Solid. This is what in the background I try not to hit the person below me with my tail you know <laughs> it's fine um, but after around 10 minutes or so of climbing up this uh, huge pipe um, Tanner just, you see Tanner just kind of like lift himself up and step off the ladder onto into another space and as you kind of all climb up you see that this is still inside the pipe but you are again similar to how it was underneath you are now similar layout but at the very top with another grate in front of you and Tanner turns around and goes no illusion uh, there's no illusion on this one so quiet I pass that down, that message down quietly <laughs> you just see Virgil against line. you see Virgil against what? <laughs> I pass in my water skin. <laughs> like, just like flash down, just. <laughs> Thank you. I take it back, it's empty. Uh, it's like half full. It wasn't the full thing, but there's not as much in there as there was before. You're welcome. And you see Tanner kneel down at the grate. And start to fiddle around with a couple of the like the small bolts at the side and unbolt two of them and just kind of 
and it just kind of like lifts off into his hand and he kind of like pulls it back a little bit and listens and he's like just wait in a second or two and then just lifts it down and kind of pokes his head out and goes right the coast is clear come on puts it down and just like ambles out of the pipe in onto what appears to be like a cobbled alleyway uh, Liana's right out behind him with her pin pack and um, <laughs> she's trying to keep low down behind him but um, yeah she's right behind okay yeah I'll follow okay yeah Virgil sits on the pipe and then sort of shuffles himself off <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, I'll I'll just get to Tana and then like gesture to the to the great asking if he wants me to put it back on uh, he just like nods and just kind of like I'll, I'll lift the grate back on and try and secure it no problem you would do so easily um, He, you are all kind of huddled in this alleyway and it is cold it is you would looking around you kind of it is the evening but you get the impression that it is around 8, 9 o'clock so the sun has set, hence the, the, the coldness to, to the air, but there is something almost relieving of this because there is fresh air and it hits all of your lungs and like the musk of the air in the UC just kind of dissipates after a few breaths and you kind of feel a little bit reinvigorated with this. Tana goes, right, well, uh, look, well, obviously, you can't be walking around the city as you are. Um, so here, and he pulls out a bag, and he pulls puts his hand in the bag and hands each one of you what looks to be a necklace, but kind of um, not like a, a necklace as such, but like kind of a clasped necklace that kind of would fit around your neck snugly, like, a, like a choker, like a collar. Essentially, yes, like a collar. It is, an, it is, it's not a fabric though. It is a, a metallic um, kind of collar of, could be copper, could be brass, that kind of color. Um, and you kind of like, look, put it on. It'll give you a few hours where you can look like somebody else. Uh, they are pre-enchanted you can't decide what you look like unfortunately um but it'll buy you it'll probably give us around four hours so put it on it'll get us there and back with enough time so okay um anyone that surrounds liana will be able to see that she hesitates quite vis visibly visibly vis yep. visibly <laughs> um <clears throat> i can take this off though right whenever you want it it does not lock look if you don't want to that's fine um but i would strongly like no, suggest it I, I understand i just look I, goes up takes yeah. one t puts it on and then okay. takes it off okay just to show okay then it's fine. she puts hers off Yours immediately locks. No, I'm joking. It's fine. Um, <laughs> immediately locks. Um, so immediately locks and Liana disappears. <laughs> um, so, Liana, you put yours on and it connects. And for the rest of you, you see Liana turns into the form of 
a well-muscled Goliath um, female with kind of long, a, f- a long flock of kind of silvered hair, uh, tattoos down the fa- down the face and the eyes, um, wearing kind of standard leather armor. Um, but you you all see this image. You kind of like look down, Liana, and you see your own hands, like in your paws, and you're like. Did it, did it not work? Did I do it no, wrong? That's, no, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, it works. Oh, I can't see it. I'll take out the steel mirror. Hold it yep. up. And you hold the steel mirror up, and when you look in the mirror, you see this Goliath form, Liana. Oh. Oh. I actually quite, and she starts admiring her muscles a little bit before she catches herself <laughs> on. Right? Um, <laughs> quite job to do. Okay, so Kyria immediately seeing this goes, oh, me next, me next, me next, and just immediately like claps, uh, clasps this um, thing on, and <laughs> I, I knew you could do something. <laughs> what have you done, Dan? Immediately um, turns and goes, oh, mine doesn't work either. Uh, the rest of you look. And you see that um, Kyria's has turned her into a gnome, <laughs> um, like a, a gnomish individual with with bright orange hair that's kind of like matlocked at the back, um, kind of receding at the front, has um, kind of this like um, like like ginger beard. <laughs> um, that kind of forms these pl- these plaits on, uh, on on the beard, and just kind of stands and goes, "Oh, well, mine didn't work." Oh no! No, it, it doesn't look, look like it did. You look beautiful. Don't show the mirror. You look you look <laughs> lovely, honey. Do I? How do I look? Stunning. Remarkable. What do I look a, like? A vision. Just you're about the same size as me. <gasps> That's oh yeah! Cute. Did she? Did they get? Did they actually get smaller? You so because of the way that the disguise self works, you can change either one size larger or smaller. Mm. And what you are, can't you? Yeah. So there you are. She changes. Well, you still hit smaller. your head if you go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, who's next? Oh, uh, uh, I'm next. Pim. <laughs> Pim, you pop it on, and you turn into a. Dwarven gentleman that is quite old, um, has lost most of their hair and has just like wisps of hair just on the side of their head here. That they have like the disguise sees that one has kind of like not formed the comb over that it should and it's just kind of like stuck out to the side somewhere over here. Um, you look around to everyone else, you look around to be in your 70s, if not 80s, you're you're an old chap um, that's kind of like haunched over, um, kind of huge pot belly, um, br- like these braces that just don't go round the pot belly, that don't go over, <laughs> go round the, round the pot belly. Um, wearing this like cotton white shirt I love it I'll just say to like under my breath like I suppose it can't get much worse and I'll <laughs> grab one and I'll hesitate for a second okay. and I'll click it on you click it on uh, to the rest of you um, Edivir changes form completely into an elven 
female with uh, beautiful blonde hair, um, scantily clad, um, like scantily clad. We're talking like low cut top, um, kind of like a really high hitched skirt, um, lots of like makeup to like really define the cheekbones. Quite a a beautiful posture to this elven um, lady with quite um, heavy assets. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and that is what you transform into, Edivir. This, this beautiful, beautiful woman turns around and goes, well, we already set to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, um, the, the, the voice almost works. It's, it's weird. Have you seen yourself, Eddie? I'm... I'd, I've seen enough of you guys to know that I probably don't want to. I think you probably do, in all honesty. Can can we keep that one? Yes. Edwin gets his mirror, just kind of looks himself. Looks Put him through like, oh, shit. And last but certainly not least, Virgil, you clip it on. Um. So, Nikki not Minaj. all of these, um, <laughs> not all of these, are going to turn out the way that you guys may find you'd like. Um, Virgil, you turn into a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> you Keeping see, okay, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. You turn into a centaur um, that has this kind of like mohawk of like shock red hair, battle scars all over their face. No top on, just like scarring all over their top and their knuckles. Kind of looks like they they have uh, been in quite a few bouts of combat, purely given the eye patch that this disguise has, uh, because it and like the deep scarring on one side of their face. Uh, but Virgil, you turn into a centaur. Only in D and D, people, can you be a horse. Uh, can you can you dress up as a horse costume without needing two people? <laughs> yeah. Tana turns around and goes, "I am kind of okay with this. Um, you um, look different, which is what we're going for." What do I look like? Um, a centaur. Yeah, um, a centaur. What? Yeah. Oh my god! I've got hooves. Oh, I don't like this. Kiri goes, "Hey." looking at the various individuals that you've turned us into i don't think i want to know what these were used for previously yeah um look time's ticking we need to move um oh yeah uh here um and he hands you all uh, a bit of parchment this will get you through the gates um your one day passes Right. Anyone stops you, then that's why I. you're all here for different reasons. All right. Right. Sorry, um, what what, what do I look like, Eddie? Mira, you look wonderful. Now, can we go? Can I, can Before, I read my parchment right. to say why I'm supposed to be here? <laughs> sure. He kind of like hands you yours and you read it and you're there to... Um, Visit the nightstand. The nightstand. Yep. Okay. Have I ever heard of the nightstand before? No. 
Okay. Does all do all of us say the same thing? No. Nope. I'm gonna have a quick. Okay, I'm gonna open mine just to see. Um, yours says that you are a uh, you're a runner, and yeah. you are there to collect something from a uh, from an individual from the high city. More of a trotter, really. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Canter, a, ga- a galloper, <laughs> yeah, a galloper, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that feels a bit typecast. No. <laughs> um, what does mine say? And then also, do these passes have names on them? Um, they do. Yes. Uh, so, Liana, yours says. Um, hold on a second. I do have this noted down somewhere. One second. Write this down as well because I don't want to call you guys by the wrong name in front of the wrong people. What, like Phil? <laughs> yeah, Phil Phil Merchill. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, yours says Alara Moonshadow, Liana. Ooh. Um, Dag, yours is Alia Starweaver. Ooh. Alia, yeah. Alia. T H A L. I A Thalia. Um Timothy, yours says Grimbold Fireforge. Grimbold. Love it. Yep. And Virgil's yours says Kaldor. K L D O R. What does Kiri say? Natalie, what was yours again? Uh Alara. Moon, mm. moon shadow. Yep, moon shadow. Um, Curious says. <laughs> um, I find it. Garrick, Emberheart. Oh. Okay. So should we be splitting yeah. up? Um, maybe when we get towards the gate. But for now, let's just make our way there. Um, also, well, before we go, just remember that these are actual illusions. I don't have a back end. If any one of you walks through me by mistake, it's going to look weird, so I will take the back. Any one of you who's got things that might be gone through, just be aware that you're not actually how you look. Maybe I should go at the front then. <laughs> <laughs> so you start following Tanner out onto the street. Of Windmere. Sorry, what what did my my letter say? Because I'm the only one that hasn't read those. <laughs> you're you're going to seek medical advice. <laughs> Makes sense. You're essentially going for a checkup. Yeah, what's ours? What's my one again? Sorry. Uh, so you <laughs> you're going to work at the nightstand. I can't go oh, right. Okay. That, that, oh no! I that clarifies some things. <laughs> you, you work at the nightstand. Cool. Sounds like a good place. Um, Do I, I say where I'm collecting stuff from? Um, you are collecting stuff from. Uh, one second. Do, 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 do. You are collecting something from the Hall of Heroes. Hall of Heroes. Yes. Thank you. And my name is. It's come with an F, right? What? 
Someone tell me my name because I, I wrote all of yours down. But Caldor. K A L D. Caldor. I thought it was Falcor. Uh, Fal- uh, no. <laughs> Falcor. That was stuck in my head. Um, so you so, all make your way out of the alleyway onto the streets of Windmere. The cold evening breeze washing around you. For those of you that have been in the city before, you know that you are towards the western point of the middle city, near the market. Okay. Okay. Kind of turns and goes, right, so we're going to go through the Wester Gate. Um, I would suggest that we go through maybe one at a time. We'll split up near there, but it's about half an hour walk from here. Once we get into the high city, I suggest that we reconvene and we make our way to where we need to go. Um, can I suggest that I maybe go through with someone else? Because if I get asked any questions that I have to give answers to, I might give the game away. Says this, says this extremely beautiful elven woman. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll escort the, the pretty lady. Um, yeah, good idea. Um, let's go. <laughs> Am I... Would I be able to take a, a horse's entrance, perhaps? Just so I'm not really close to a lot of people who might walk through my back end and then realize that I'm not actually um, half horse. Uh, there is no, like, horse's entrance. Most as... of the gates are joint thoroughfares. Yeah. Hearts, horses, foot traffic. You're just... Yeah, you're just going to have to be... Uh, Careful. I think looking at you and all the scars and the eye patch on your face, there's not going to be too many people who are going to want to get close enough to touch. Until I start start talking. Right. I've got to work on a stronger voice. Rough it up a little bit. I'm here to... Perfect. (laughs) You guys travel up one of the main thoroughfares in the middle city. Takes around half an hour to get to the Westergate. Um, a few hundred yards before you get there, Tana just kind of like turns and nods to you all and just kind of like steps off to the side of the road and just like begins to like mess with his boot as like, as if to say like he'll follow you all through and just kind of like points. Pim? Stay with uh, Kyria. Uh, Right. Okay. Yeah, um, but if... If they ask any any questions, then that's on you, darling. But I believe in you. Just put on an old person voice. You're gonna be fine. Can okay, you do that? I got this. Give me your best. Yeah. Give me your best old person voice. Uh, I can't do it under pressure. Uh, give me a sec. I need to figure something but out. This is part of the act. You have to <sighs> believe in the character that you are. All right. Well. Um... Because I believe in you, Pim. I love the hands, Dan. I'm all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can't I'll, get into. I'll, I can't get into yes. like the overzealous bod- embodiment of Kyria without hands. Because hand does that whenever she talks. So I have to like <laughs> embody this. So yeah. I'll figure something out. I'm fine. Yeah, okay. uh, Dag, you might also might want to um, feminize your voice a little bit. I'm just not going to talk. Okay. 
I mean, if the voice doesn't give me away, then the walk probably will. Yes, just just remember, heel to toe. That's how you walk with a little bit of feminine elegance. Remember, you are... I look down, are they in heels? <laughs> <laughs> the images? Yeah. Okay, good. You've, eh, it's a four-inch heel, not too bad. Heel to toe, try and walk with a bit of a sway. You should be fine. You see Dag's normal sort of sunken shoulder, like slightly locked head down kind of <laughs> posture straightens up a little bit and then he awkwardly begins walking <laughs> with a little bit of the swing of the hips is this all right natural oh god we're gonna get captured aren't we it's <laughs> it's just just think of it this way you have huge boobs and you are proud of them hopefully that'll be enough of a distraction chest up back out heels toe Let's go. Man, I mean, let's go. I mean, let's 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 go. Yeah, just don't talk, love. And as I could sort of like put my hand on her back, his back, Jesus. And we go through the gate. Okay, so yeah, we'll head through first. So you guys go first. So Liana and Edivir, you guys start approaching the gate first, and you see the where the western gate is. This is coming up to. For those of you at home and listening on our YouTube podcast that's available now on anywhere that you can <laughs> listen to YouTube music. Um, plugs here at Tales on Tap. You see that as you kind of like, just so I'm kind of giving everybody a bit of a visual here, the high city is a walled section of Windmere. Uh, there is a huge 50 plus feet wall that separates the middle and lower city to the higher city. The the wall itself stretches from east to west and is purpose-built to separate the more affluent of folk that reside within Windmere with the rest of the rabble that live here as well. The wall itself has palisades at the top. It is heavily guarded. There are three separate gates to enter the high city. Uh, the Eastern Gate, the Western Gate, and the Central Gate. You guys are at the Western Gate at the moment, where it has this huge um, kind of iron barred and steel barred kind of, is it called, a, what is it that they drop down? Is that the portcullis? Yeah. 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 Um, that they have, that is currently raised. And you see that even where you are kind of walking up, the wall itself is 30 to 40 feet wide, if not wider. And, um, you know, in thickness, so the wall is quite big and, you know, quite thick. And instead of actually just a gate, there is a tunnel that you have to walk through to get through. Uh, but it's heavily guarded. There is checkpoints on each gate. I'm imagining the entrance to the place in Spirited Away. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, like similar to that. Yeah, um, and I was as, thinking the ice wall from Game of Thrones, but oh, yeah, 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 that's a good one. Oh, yeah, but it is similar to that. How the uh, the you know on the outside where uh, the the real North is like <laughs> that sort of gate, but it's heavily guarded. And as you kind of like walk and approach, um, guards are kind of stopping people and checking for documentation. As you kind of approach, one catches you two walking. It was uh, right. Uh, Let's see your papers. Uh, yes, here. Oh, hello. Where might you be going to? As he kind of like looks towards you, Edivir, and goes, "Um, 
Like, oh. it just kind of cl- cl- clutches a little bit more onto <laughs> Leanna's arm. Okay. I try to look a bit intimidating, like <laughs> eyes off my woman, sort of yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> opens your parchment and just kind of goes, oh yeah, going to the nightstand, all right. And you, right, okay. <laughs> I <laughs> just kind of hands the paperwork back and goes very well on you go thank you and you both just kind of like walk through and start beginning walking through the tunnel towards the high city as Kyria and Pim start approaching next and a different guard goes hey excuse me paperwork please you know the rules after hours. We must see all documentation if you're entering the high city. And if no paperwork can be presented, then a fine and possible uh, night in a jail cell. So, um, sorry, can I see your paperwork, sir? As they raise their voice, as they kind of like <laughs> lean down towards you, Pim. I'll, hearing this, I'll, I'll every now and then as we're walking through the tunnel, just keep shooting glances back just to make sure yeah. everything's going smoothly. Uh, what? Paperwork. Oh, okay. Here, here good. you go. And Pim's gonna like shakily hand up the paperwork. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, thank you, sir. And you, and you, sir. And Kyria just kind of like holds the paperwork out wide-eyed. <laughs> oh, you're here to see the doctor. The doctor. <laughs> Yeah, I have the weirdest fucking scratching in my behind. I swear <laughs> to God, it's like fire ants are building a nest. That's enough. That's enough. That, okay. On you go, sir. Do you need help? No, it's fine. They're escorting me as well. Very well. I swear to God, it smells awful. You have, you have the best <laughs> evening, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Do you need any help? More than you can give, my friend. <laughs> as Virgil, you kind of like. So, I mean, Virgil, so as, how are you going to do this? Do you walk? No, no. So, having watched all four of them go through, like, right, I am stallion horse. I have four legs, and I sort of he sort of does like a couple of circles just to make sure that the legs behind sort of follow in suit, and that it's not like you wouldn't sort of see like them weird. Oh yeah, of course he wouldn't. All right, fair enough. So knowing that he has horse legs and whatever he is, I am, I am, I am a runner trying to do a job for money. This is me, right? And I'm going to press to digitate the sound of hooves as I walk up to the uh, gate. You walk, to make sure. So no, it's it's more of a like a like a haste and sort of like it's sort of like. <laughs> He tries to get the attention of guards more than just waits for someone. He's like, "Sorry, uh, uh, I got got galloping to do. Can I make my way in?" No, um, where are you going? All of heroes. Got someone to take from somewhere there to somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> all running's done in the day, sunshine. I don't think well, so. I've I've got my paperwork here. It says I've got to get to the Hall of Heroes. Take some up. <laughs> To someone else. He takes the parchment off and goes, Yeah. Didn't think the Olive Heroes was open, um, but uh, on, you, on you go. I don't ask questions, I'll just do my galloping. And then, then 
starts to like run through trying to make it look as natural as possible <laughs> skipping like yeah. <laughs> yeah. actually uh, maybe a perception check Virgil make me a per- okay hold on no, yeah make me one I don't want I don't want you to make you one make me a perception check please make me a perception <laughs> check just make me one I want to be seen uh, oh, oh, good, 19. 19. <laughs> As you start trotting off, he goes, what a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you all... Oh, we didn't miss that. We'll start walking through the tunnel. Um, most of us walking. <laughs> Virgil skippingly hoppling along. Um, but you breach through Sultering. into the other onto the other side of the high city and it strikes you immediately. For those of you that have never been here before, there is a stark contrast between the middle and lower cities and especially the UC and what greets you on the other side of this wall. As there are high, high tall buildings that are... F- seemingly freshly painted the roads are clean there are street lamps lighting every corner there are well-kept verges of fauna everywhere and flower patches and you see that um towards the wester gate as you come through you travel a little bit further up but it's quiet and there's a there's a smell of lavender in the air as you kind of like stand in this and it just seeps of like just affluence around you and you are definitely not in a place that you feel you belong and you are kind of all convene in this small courtyard the courtyard itself is kind of set into a block of buildings uh, with a few like benches sat into this courtyard it's, it's a little bit open but there's a few trees that are kind of growing in places um but you kind of like are stood waiting within this small courtyard as we're like walking as we're walking around because i assume we're heading off somewhere else so uh just sort of as we're working around you notice that particularly when we go past any like particularly gaudy or opulent monuments and buildings and stuff like that there is just a look of disdain on dags or lady dags face lady dags lady dags <laughs> I, uh, I see what you mean now i never really saw the outside before uh, of this area we were kind of just ferried straight to the buildings this is <sighs> disgusting it's something. You you hear? Is there like? Why is there so much running today? And he sort of like jogs wearily past. Like, is my ass following? Does it look alright? It looks wonderful. How's mine? I wish I had mine back because then we could compare. It's nice here, isn't it? No. It smells good. Yes, not Dag. Spots. Tanner, where is he? I think we should just wait here for him. Oh, good. You aren't waiting long. A few moments pass as Tanner rounds the corner and goes, Good, good. Um, That's the first point. Go team. We did it. We got through the first barrier. The illusions held. 
You weren't caught. Let's look. It's another 20 minutes from here. Um, we're going to go to their estate. And then we're going to meet them. All right. Question. What happens if these colors wear off before we can leave? Let's n- Well, let's not wait around long enough for that to happen put it that okay. way because if that if that does happen and we would fact yeah, okay. yeah 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 okay. pretty much is, is getting out going to be as easy i um if look if the if the disguises hold sure yeah absolutely you got in easier to get out than it is in put it that way you don't even need paperwork to get out you just walk out what i tell you is it time yet for you to tell us who we're going to meet, or will we find out when we get there? Um, I'll tell you when we get there. All right. The it's way. not long. 20 minutes. Follow me. And he starts walking you through the high city. I sort of, um, whoever I'm sort of walking with, just, just, just sort of say to them, an estate in the upper city. This is no small fish that we're dealing with. No. Do I need to keep the whole fire ants act going, or, or can I drop yes. it now because it's? You must remain uh, consistent. It, the 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 mission depends on it. All right. Well, I guess I have to us. keep scratching. <laughs> I just walk, keep scratching my behind. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, one side of Dag's face, kind of one side of Dag's mouth, just curls off into a smile. You guys are genuinely exasperated. So I'm just like, more running fine. <laughs> I can <judge> it. <laughs> you guys start walking through the high city, and I'm um, given your passive perception. I think most of you will start picking out some of these more key notable um, kind of locations. You see that as you reach onto one of the main thoroughfares and some of the buildings kind of part as you're p- passing them. You see off off in the distance towards the eastern side of the city, in the high city, you see this huge towering spire that reaches higher than most of the other buildings here. And atop of it looks like um, <clears throat> open flame from this distance, uh, but it doesn't move in the way that a flame would normally. You also kind of start walking past and on the main thoroughfare off to the left-hand side of where you are, um, you see that there's this huge, um, huge kind of dome-topped building um, that's made mostly of marble from the outside. Like, a lot of marble has gone into this. As you pass um, the ethereal observatory and you see that the marble exterior and this huge dome glass uh, roof on it that's all one building sorry that, it, no no so the it's split so there's a ta- a huge uh, spire towering spire off to the eastern side of the high city with this what appears to be fl- fire at the very top but it doesn't move in the way that a flame typically would which kind of might spike somebody's interest yes. um and you see the um, ethereal obs- observatory um, on the left as you pass it onto another main thoroughfare. Um, across from there, as you get onto the, the next main thoroughfare that kind of like starts heading um, southeastern, uh, sorry, northeasterly, 
uh, you come up, uh, across like a big open square that this kind of main thoroughfare leads you to and sat rather um, rather centrally within this square is the Crimson Vale Theatre um, that is a rather large building um, kind of pointed um, triangular ceiling at the at on the front and um, these huge columns that kind of hold up this uh, think kind of a greek uh, an yeah. old greek theater that, um has um these huge pillars that hold up this uh, this ceiling it is enclosed it is a building it's not an open theater um off to the very north you see um this huge uh, almost kind of sat in on the most northerly point of the city so kind of easily spotted above some of the other buildings you can kind of only see the very the, the tops of it but looks to be um a few like uh, spires and things that make up this huge um stone cathedral um you also see uh, towards the northwesternly side of the high city is another tower uh, no flame or anything at the top of this but kind of a huge tower that kind of sits on its own on that side uh, you guys Sorry. Can I can I ask as we're because you said that we were heading easterly, so more towards the centre of the upper city. Mm -hmm. um, do we and <clears throat> Dag is sort of keeping an eye, like popping, like peeking down any streets that we pass, anything like that. Do we come across any areas that I recognise from the night of my arrest, and particularly, do we see any like blown up buildings? <laughs> uh, you aren't going to that area of the city. So the area that you uh, are talking about is the southeasternly point, right? Yeah. Of of the high city, so you're not going to that point, I'm afraid. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but with a with you guys walking around, you do see members of the city watch, but they don't seem to be as you've seen them before. They are very much wearing like very well adorned armor for the high city very like polished not you know what i mean don't don't have cracks in it or um you know like the leather strappings aren't frayed they're very much like it looks like brand new armor Respect, on most yeah. exactly um where their tabards are very very clean and pristine it uh, looks like they've been freshly freshly pressed no creases or cr like in it or anything and for the more perceptive of you, especially you, Pimothy, um, you do see members of the SBC kind of walking through the city. Nobody is paying you any mind, though. And nobody's paying you much attention. If you're here, then you've obviously passed through security checks. So it's just kind of assumed at that point, well, they're fine to be here. Mm -hmm. However, most of you don't dress in the more in the affluent ways that you spot a lot of the other people here dressing. A lot of wearing big frocks, um, kind of suits. Um, you know, a lot of people are wearing kind of high collared suits, uh, suits, or um, you know, very well adorned armor. Um, you can see a lot of like paladins that have got their crests on with very polished armaments that they're obviously not working adventurers. They've been off the job for a while and have settled down, but what, you know, live and operate throughout the high city. You know, the type of knights that will never enter a joust. They're just there to like enter the banquets at the end. That kind knights, of knights thing. by title only. <laughs> exactly. Babies. Exactly that. Um, <laughs> 
A short while later, you guys are brought through one of the streets and up a small inclined hill towards this walled-in estate. Um, one of many that you've passed, like many, like, not estates, but properties and stuff that obviously people own and they're not shop fronts or anything. Um, and you see that it is a gated property with this huge kind of uh, huge mansion type property set behind the gate a good few hundred yards behind with a fountain in the middle of this courtyard at the um, where the t- obviously the cart courtyard uh, you do see that there are high hedges that kind of give privacy to this place and Tanner turns Is there and a goes Tanner turns and goes well we're here and you all look towards the gate and above the gate and it is a wrought iron gate but you see that there is um, a letter uh, on the gate and it is quite a cursive capital G that is kind of on like split like centralised at the gate where it would split and open and that's where we're going to take a quick break Mm. we hoped you enjoyed this episode if you did Be sure to follow Tales on Tap on your podcast source of choice and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us get noticed. You can catch the show live every Tuesday at 6pm UK time at twitch.tv slash Tales on Tap. Watch each episode in full with video on our YouTube channel or tune in right here next time when Erelon, a destined journey, continues.